Welcome to Reclaimed Heritage, a place where we discuss traditional skills for the practical home. We're your hosts, Christy, Carrie, and Elaine. The best bakers don't just blindly follow a formula. They use their senses. But before you can do this, you need to become familiar with the process to the point where it becomes instinctive. You need to practice in much the same way musicians practice their instrument until playing it becomes second nature. Making sourdough takes more than just an ingredients list and a method. It means connecting with what you're doing and getting to know the dough. The more you bake, the more familiar it will become. Good bakers bake often, and one of the best pieces of advice is to make more than you can eat. Give your bread away. Find friends and neighbors to share your loaves with. Excerpt from The Sourdough School by Vanessa Kimball. Welcome back. This is Season 1, Episode 7, and we just uh, finished listening to a little opening about sourdough. We are on the second part of our sourdough series. Uh, if you missed last week, you can go back and listen to the history of why you should bake sourdough. And we talked specifically about your starter, which mm-hmm. you can't make sourdough without Mm-mm. your starter. So if you don't have starter, you've, you've got to start there. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're going to cover, you know, how to actually make a loaf of mm-hmm. bread. But um, it's been a week since we've been together, and mm-hmm. uh, we did see each other this week. Mm-hmm. We did Yay. have sick kiddos yes. or co-ops yeah. yes. that got canceled. So we saw each other for our wild and free group. Mm-hmm. Went to the zoo. It was uh, 12 degrees. Yes. Cold day, cold. but thankfully we were doing the aquariums, so mm-hmm. heated rooms. Yeah, we went from one <laughs> heated building good. to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and we then, had kiddos that were taking pictures for their photography mm-hmm. class for mm-hmm. college, so that that went well. Killed two birds with one stone. Yes. It was perfect. Yeah. And we followed it up with our ladies' book club mm-hmm. for yes. our church and had a discussion on the Proverbs 31 woman, which I think impacted all of us greatly. Yes. It did. Favorite part? It was phenomenal. Favorite part? Ooh. Uh, well, I was entrenched in it for days prior, so I mm-hmm. feel like I've lived this chapter all week. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, favorite part for me um, was the beginning where... It was pointed out that this poem is actually a warrior poem. Mm. And I don't want to say too much about that, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely brought it into a different light. Yeah. Yeah. I would say similar. Like, she worked out, right? Mm -hmm. So she actually, yeah, to (laughs) the glory of the Lord and for the good of her home Mm -hmm. um, to keep herself strong. So it is jam packed. We talked earlier about doing. We want to do like a whole episode on it because it was very impactful. Yes, that good. And our children are young adult women, and it is excellent. And pertinent to what we're doing here mm-hmm. on our podcast. So it was good confirmation. Deep. Yeah. Yeah, we pulled out like the, I think right before we started, we talked about the um, Proverbs 31 15, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. And further down, um, the second part of 18 says her lamp does not go out at night. And that was where it was talking about mm-hmm. always being prepared. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting to mm-hmm. hear how her kitchen is never resting and she's always got everything that she needs mm-hmm. supplied for her family. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of reaffirming that mm-hmm. the things that we're attempting to do. Well. I like that she's not a night owl. Like that was not. 
it was actually about having the yeah. oil prepared so that right. yeah so mm-hmm. she could rest yeah be but be prepared for the next day right yeah. a yeah. good pantry store right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no it was good excellent confirmation yeah, for us that we are pursuing mm-hmm. good things of the lord that yes. are loving and serving our families well mm-hmm. it's work that we should be doing that we're called to do mm-hmm. so sometimes it can feel a little um I don't know, redundant. Like, mm-hmm. why am I making the sourdough at home when I can just go to the store to buy it? But the skill and the nutrition mm-hmm. that we're pursuing is good. Yeah, in the oil not going out, it really reminds me of sourdough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, in my home, I feel like something is always happening overnight while I'm sleeping. Maybe right. my starter is doing what it needs to do, preparing me for the morning, or my sourdough bread is proofing or maybe it's fermenting or something is happening overnight while I'm sleeping, which really coincided with this Proverbs Mm -hmm. really well. Yeah. And I would say like, I mean, a lot of it is new for me personally. So it's very interesting um, to think about your kitchen working for you Mm -hmm. while you're resting. Yeah. And that's in the bone broth we talk about Mm -hmm. being cooked overnight. Like you said, the fermentation of Mm -hmm. sourdough or any fermentation of any kind being cooked. So it's very interesting to just use that time of Mm -hmm. you not being actively in your kitchen to be prepared for a meal right something good and yummy Mm -hmm. for the next day yeah but yeah which leads us (laughs) (laughs) i know right into into our conversation (laughs) yeah so last week we didn't get into any of the nitty-gritty on actually making a loaf of sourdough Mm -hmm. we just talked about being prepared Mm -hmm. to make it and it that probably felt a little overwhelming but um it's the, the necessary step even more overwhelming <laughs> yeah. no <laughs> just keep doing it you just have no. to practice yeah. like mm-hmm. she said in the thing if yeah i mean you're pretty much no matter what you do out the gate you're going to end up with a loaf of mm-hmm. bread that is edible when you're done like and I, the kids will think it's, it's great right. regardless they don't yeah, care it'll be right. hot yeah it'll be good yeah the house will mm-hmm. smell yummy yeah. it will smell good mm-hmm. yeah yes. your husband will be happy when he comes in the door mm-hmm. even if it isn't the best bread you've ever made. You know that that commercial that used to say the best part of waking up is <laughs> like smell, you know. Yeah. Well, this is sourdough bread. When when right. the sourdough bread is baking, people magically get out of bed. Mm-hmm. They just do. They smell it and they're up. Probably more so than they will for coffee. I know. I was telling this past week I made sourdough grilled cheese sandwiches and I haven't eat, been eating the sourdough, mm-hmm. but I was lamenting to my family as they came to the kitchen. I was holding like one of the sandwiches cut in half up to my nose (laughs) and breathing deeply. And they looked at me weird. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is like top five of my favorite smells in the whole world. Like that sourdough smell with melty cheese Cheese. and butter. Mm -hmm. It does not get any better. Where it gets brown and crispy and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. They smell delicious. Okay. So the starter. Now Mm -hmm. I've been talking to people people now know our friends and family Mm -hmm. that we're doing this podcast so now all the questions are coming and i feel like wherever we are someone says hey Mm -hmm. i have a a bone broth question (laughs) or i have a sourdough and a consistent theme that keeps coming up with people who are not who want to do sourdough but are not doing it is they are so afraid of this starter Mm -hmm. like people think it's like a child and if you don't (laughs) and you need to care for it every moment of every day then you're not going to be successful. And it's just not true. And that would make anyone apprehensive. Mm-hmm. So I think we should talk a little bit about how to do starter easy, where it's yeah. not well, it's very forgiving. It, it is. It just is. Yeah, you can forget about it for a few days and still 
mm-hmm. yeah come out with yeah even i mean mine has been more than a few days oh okay <laughs> <laughs> we've reached a place that when we come in the house someone wants to know what that smell is and it's my sourdough oh, starter the that mystery smell to feed for like oh my two weeks and it's on my counter not on my refrigerator and okay. it's not dead that's uh-huh, what's yeah. crazy. So yeah. depending upon, you know, if you don't feed it very often, mm-hmm. it's going to take you a little bit longer to get it to the place where it's it's usable in a, mm-hmm. in a recipe. So what not to do? Don't ignore it and not feed it for a week and then decide mm-hmm. Friday morning that on Friday evening you're having sourdough pizza crust is it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you remembered on Wednesday... You could totally do two feedings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bring it back to life, and have it on, on yeah. Friday night. Now, yours lives Elaine, in, the refrigerator. in the refrigerator. Always. And mine lives mm-hmm. always on my counter. Mm-hmm. So, as you can see, like, Same. what about you? Countertop. Counter? My house is chilly in the kitchen. Same. It's removed from where the wood stove is a little bit. So, it's a little chillier in there. Um, and it's it's on the counter. But even when I get, whether I have some really old stuff in the refrigerator mm-hmm. or on my counter. I'll still get the, mm-hmm. the hooch, like the liquid on the mm-hmm. top because, you know, yeast and bacteria is dying off. I still just stir it right back in, mm-hmm. do two feedings, it comes along. Yep. What? It, how, how long does it take yours when you pull it out of the refrigerator? Or how often do you feed it since oh, you keep it in the refrigerator? Oh, this is a very good question. Okay, so <laughs> I did my sourdough this morning. I take it right out of the refrigerator okay so i'll just do a little brief on my process mm-hmm. here so i take it out of the refrigerator as soon as i got up i stuck it on the counter to bring it to like r- room temperature okay so like time wise in the morning what's that look like for you mm, hour and a half okay to two hours okay, okay. so i got up at 6 30 and i was going to start my dough at 8 30 i don't need to do anything to it it's at room temperature i stirred it up i took out what i needed from my bread and then i fed my starter and I put it aside, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let it rise while the rest of the stuff, sorry, is happening with my bread. Once it has risen, mm-hmm. double, maybe triple, depending, I take that and I put that in the refrigerator. That will stay in the refrigerator for up to two weeks, and I do not have to feed it. And when I take it out, I stir it up, I use it, I feed it, I put it back in the refrigerator. So I don't ever feed it to use it. Okay, that's the exact okay. opposite of what I do. Okay, so, Same. well, you can, there's, yeah. Okay, the reason why I like this better for me is that I don't want to have to think about when I'm going to make it. So, mm-hmm. it's always ready. As long mm-hmm. as it's been within two weeks, it is always ready to use. It's on demand. And I'm not making bread every day. I'm doing every two to three days, mm-hmm. and I'll make two to three loaves at a time, and then I don't touch it again, mm. and I take it out then. I used to do the counter, and the mm-hmm. reason why I stopped was I was wasting a lot of flour because mm-hmm. I was always having to discard. So as long as it's healthy and active, like kind of at its peak when you put it in the fridge and you put a tight lid, it stays like that. Hmm. And then you use. So it. you could not feed it for two or three days, and then have I don't feed it for like a week and have it right day. away. Uh huh. So yeah. Okay, so then from what I've been reading, mm-hmm. so I'm, now I'm really curious. It yep. would seem that your bulk ferment, which is the amount of time it would take from your starter to eat through your flour, would be a little bit longer because your like yeast and bacteria would be a little slower out the gate. So you might have a little bit longer of a bulk fermentation than if you're... There's a worry around that. Okay, there is this book <laughs> that I highly recommend. It is called The Sourdough Whisperer. By, it's by Elaine body her name's my name we share a name okay and she actually that process that i just explained she Mm -hmm. has that in here this is the um the use it first then feed it after schedule with the refrigerator interesting now 
um, it doesn't take longer because if you start, um, so when I'm making my bread, I take my starters at room temperature. Mm-hmm. I do the starter, but I do warm water and stir that up first. Mm. So the warm water activates mm-hmm. the starter going. Okay. And then I make the bread. So it's not taking me longer. So the the dough that I have that's currently in my microwave, because I need the light on, because I have a wood stove and my temperature is yeah. wonky mm-hmm. in my house, depending on how much wood is in there. It'll stay in there and it's ready in the evening time, sometimes by like seven o'clock for me to do my putting it in my what is it the is it a banneton basket for the final proof that i do overnight so (coughs) i have not i think it's the warm water i think it's the warm water and keeping the dough warmer i don't know but i'm not baking every day maybe if i was baking every day then i would keep it on the counter and in this book she discusses both right you can do both but I, I don't want to do it every day. Mm, I want right. to do it when I want to do it, mm-hmm. when I run out. I'm like every <laughs> other day, every third day. Yeah, that's how I am yeah. every other day, every third. Yeah. Yeah, I usually just feed mine. I try to do it just like within the 12, within 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So our books, a lot say like three to 12 hours mm-hmm. before. Mine stays fairly healthy unless it's been four or five days that I've not fed it. As long as it's within mm-hmm. that one to three t- day time period that I've left on on a counter. I can do a feeding. Now, if I've been on it and I feed it, it's like three hours. In three yeah. hours, I've doubled yeah. and I'm ready to go. I've mm-hmm. had to baby mine a little bit more with starting my job outside the home. So, like, because yeah. my normal 12 hours would mm-hmm. be six o'clock in the morning and I'm already at work. So, right. it's mm-hmm. been a little bit more forgiving. It's after I get home, mm-hmm. one o'clock ish, that I fed it. So. Now, I, yeah, I regularly feed mine mid-morning mm-hmm. it does arise and then i start my loaves in the evening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i let the bulk ferment overnight mm-hmm. and then i'll cook in the morning yeah um so i would yeah i would probably say i'm two to three days a week mm-hmm. typically and then we try to do i'm we're on like an every other week schedule with pizza yes. sourdough pizza yeah. like oh, us on a too. Friday night, we, every friday we're doing the pizza yeah mm-hmm. favorite so so i'm very basic one. i do bread mm-hmm. a lot and that's about what I do. I did mini loaves for the first time two weeks ago to use as rolls. Mm-hmm. Fun. They were fantastic. Super easy, mm-hmm. much faster. But okay, so um, I've seen in the books where they talk about a leaven or a levine, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on how you pronounce it. Okay, so most recipes across the board call for a starter. So that's just mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. it's yes. fed and ready to use. Right. And it'll say, you know, 90 grams of starter. Mm-hmm. Some of them call for a eleven, which is a special starter. Mm-hmm. So they they're going to give you really specific instructions right. on how to feed your mm-hmm. unfed starter mm-hmm. to prepare, and usually that's for a really long fermented bread. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've never done any. Of I those. haven't either. Um, but when you see the difference in words, mm-hmm. I've seen them kind of used interchangeably, and that's mm-hmm. what it was. So most of us, yeah, it's just most of the recipes just call for a well-fed mm-hmm. starter. Yeah. So then we're moving on to measuring and mixing. So we've got, it's so easy, right? Your starter dough, or starter flour, flour water, water, salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the salt, uh, some of them include adding it right when you're mixing initially. Mm-hmm. And some of them tell you to add the salt a little bit later. So mm-hmm. I've, o- I've only ever done it in the initial mixing. Me too. I don't know what the I difference would be. mine over my yeah. starter. Mm-hmm. So. so it can slow down. So we talked about this a little bit last week with organizing the gluten. So mm-hmm. mix your water and sour, mix your water and stout starter first. Add your flour. Mm-hmm. All three of us add our salt. The salt can slow down 
mm-hmm. um, the pro- which is in all of our books. It talks about autolyse or autolyse, depending upon how you pronounce it. That is just when we were saying like you have this really shaggy dough. Yeah, it's and the then magic it moment magically mm-hmm. <laughs> switches into like looking very uniform. It's so crazy. It is. It is magical. And you feel a little like Julia Child. I mean, like it just comes together and you go, this is beautiful. Yes, it is. I know, you (laughs) do nothing for it to happen. Yeah. And it kind of gets this glossy Uh and it's, yeah, it's pretty. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I've seen the word everywhere. didn't know what it is. It's just when all of your flour has, is wet. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's, and so now you're ready to move into building the gluten or organizing the gluten Mm -hmm. through stretch and fold or coils, depending upon what it's in. Now, do you stretch it? I stretch and fold. I know you do. I don't know. I don't know what a coil Nasty is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Do you I stretch and fold? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. A coil. But I don't s- use the, I don't do the coils and I don't use the baskets and I don't do all the fancy. <laughs> I'm like a basic yeah. sourdough girl. Well, I've been using plastic bowls the whole time. I always use plastic and this one's like, you must use, you should use glass. So you well, you know what's great about, I was like, my favorite yeah. part with the glass is lifting it up and looking mm-hmm. at the bubbles, bubbles underneath. Yes, and I'll have to try yeah. the glass. And it holds temperature, it regulates the temperature mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit better. Yeah. So stretch and folds. Okay. Enter now in hindsight that I know exactly what all of these terms mean. Mm-hmm. Enter the squared, the square dough. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> now I understand the dilemma. So somehow in my convoluted reading of the recipe, which I should go back and reread it because I don't, I want to say it's not my error, but I'm 100% certain it is. I stretch and fold in the bowl. You don't take the dough out of the bowl. No, no. You are reached like... That's it's, a necessary mess. And it's a blob. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like if you're reaching, you're reaching in with your hand, which your dough should be very, very, very sticky. It's so you want to wet your dough. hands. Yes. Wet your hands when you don't do Don't add that. flour. No, it's just wet your hands. Sticky. A little bit, not, a, not drenched, but you know. <laughs> The recipe talks about making four quarter fold uh-huh. turns. So like you're reaching in like the north part of your bowl, yep. grabbing it, it uh-huh. pulling to the south, mm-hmm. turning your bowl a quarter turn mm-hmm. and repeating it. And mm-hmm. you're going to do this four times. Well, what I did is <laughs> dumped it out of the counter. And then it said like you should be making these four square turns. Mm-hmm. And I'm envisioning like I'm going to pull this dough <laughs> From oh, the top gonna to make the a bottom, square. it's going to make a oh, square. Yes. Like, turn okay. it and yeah. fold it. And then you would get, if you're turning it four quarter turns and making four folds, wait, hold on. Wait, you should have a how square. How is it even turning? Like, this is sticky dough. How did you no. get, like, what is that? I kept wondering what recipe was telling you you should have square dough. I, I just, like, okay. So I'm thinking this is how this happened. Like The aha moment, it all comes together. Right, because if you had a piece of paper and you folded it yeah. four times and turned it four ways, you mean you a non-sticky a piece of paper? <laughs> That's a, a gluten-free piece right. of paper. Right. So, so as oh. you can imagine, I was like ridiculously frustrated. But it's in your bowl. You're doing the fold. You mm-hmm. make a ball, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, all the recipes that I've read tell you approximately how many folds to do. I just do. Until it looks like a ball. <laughs> yes. And I just keep turning it and folding yep. it. And when it's mm-hmm. too tight, it's mm-hmm. so firm. It really tells, the, your dough tells you you're done because mm-hmm. you can't even pull another yep. fold right. up. And the recipe may yeah. be different. You may be doing right. something besides mm-hmm. bread to where it is yeah. different. And then I mm-hmm. would go off of that. But you really do go by feel. So mm-hmm. like our cold open, you know, yeah. it really is the practice mm-hmm. of doing it mm-hmm. and figuring that part out yep. and looking for the change in it. Yes. Yeah. 
So you do it till you can't do it anymore. But yeah. but you rest mm-hmm. in between. Yes. So when you make it, it's going to mm-hmm. form a ball, and then it's going to like kind of blob out again. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And that can take anywhere from fifteen minutes mm-hmm. between between your four folds up to an hour. Mm-hmm. But if thirty minutes has passed and it's retained its shape, you're done with that part. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're on to the large time of fermenting, mm-hmm. which this is the thing that we try to tell everybody. You've mixed stuff together. This takes literally two minutes. I timed it this morning when I did the fold. It took me yeah. 30 seconds yeah. to do the fold. Well, like so this mi- is not even to mix. You're mixing. So to quick. Doing your first, yeah. like, it's so fast. You have hands-on time is so minimal. So mm-hmm. now you're, this is the kitchen working for you. It's right. fermenting mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. what, you just need to read your recipe. And a lot of it, this is the practice. This is like the make or break, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You've got to figure out your temperature in the mm-hmm. summer. Yeah, it mm-hmm. can be like four hours, and my bread is done. And mm-hmm. in winter, I can leave it on my counter overnight and come out to right. it just ready to go. So, well, this is why I I used to do it where I would make my dough at night and let the fermentation happen overnight. Mm-hmm. The problem was I I'm sleeping, so mm-hmm. I can't tell when it's done when it's mm-hmm. ready to move on to the next stage, which is why I moved to the morning. Mm-hmm. And now periodically, yeah. I just open up. And I look and see if it looks like it's ready. Mm-hmm. And if not, keep it going. Um, so it just gives me more control that way. So I tend to overproof. This is my Maybe because you're sleeping. A over. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I just have a really hard time telling when it's done. And early on, I read that like overproofed bread is a little mm-hmm. easier on the palate than an underproofed bread. So, mm-hmm. But the poke test. Do you do the poke mm-hmm. test? I do, do the you? poke test. And then there's like... The jiggle, the jiggle test, the yeah. jiggle test. But in this Whisperer book, I just love this book so much. It was so easy. It's skinny. I like skinny <laughs> books. Skinny. And it's paperback. I'm sure it's right. cheaper, even though this is a library copy. But she tells you exactly the size glass bowl to purchase, which I, hmm. my Pyrex that I have, mm-hmm. I think it, it's nine inches. It is. So she said, if you use the same bowl every time, you will know when it's done because it rises to the exact same point. And oh, that's so, great. So that's I've it. been just, I have stopped doing the poke mm-hmm. and I've just been, when it gets to that line, I'm done and it's mm-hmm. come out great every time. And yeah, like I it's the these kids, little my tricks. kids tattle mm-hmm. and they yeah. say, mom, it mm-hmm. looks like it's ready. Yeah. You know, they've been checking it. So, so if you don't have the same size bowl or if you've never done it before, mm-hmm. Um, you want to get your finger wet. Yes. Poke mm-hmm. it. And if it fills up Slow. right away, like if you po- yes. take your finger mm-hmm. out and it fills up immediately, mm-hmm. it's not ready. Right. If it doesn't refill at all, probably you're mm-hmm. overproofed. And, and if, if it's, it's very mm-hmm. slow to fill, you're ready to go. Yeah. I, st- I still do poke it. Yeah. But that's a good tip. Yeah. We mm-hmm. all have different books, so... Yeah, yeah, I, I just really like this book, That's obviously. Idea, <laughs> I just keep bringing the same. I'm like, this is the book. It's on my counter. I have to buy it now because mm-hmm. it's I use very the same easy. bowls. I just never thought about looking to see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? It's I know. She, smart. Elaine, body. You're so smart. Name. Elaine's so smart. <laughs> 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 okay, shaping the dough. So we're done. Okay, I fermented. It's mm-hmm. you poked it. It's ready to go. We're gonna stick a little bit of a tiny amount of flour on your counter. Mm-hmm. Dump your dough out, and in comes Instagram Reels. This is the exciting part. If you've ever seen it, this is the part where every beautiful mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. in her lovely apron and apron yes and long hair has like this little stainless steel 
bench scraping looking thing and mm-hmm. then making gorgeous, mm-hmm. glossy, yes. round balls of dough. Yes. And they're fancy that, exacto knives. Does that happen and- to you? No. Okay. No. It, yeah. right, it does now, but this right, is right. not what happened yeah. for a very long time. And I felt like a total failure because I couldn't get it to be that way. All right, so what are you doing different? All right, so when you're done fermenting it, mm-hmm. you're done? Because mine goes in the fridge. Do you not do that? Okay, M- mine is I shape and then I do, a, it's called like a retard ferment after yeah. I shape it mm-hmm. in the fridge. So I actually, in my bowl before I dump, Mm-hmm. I, I do like a almost fold. the fold again. Yep, me too. Uh-huh. It pulls it into a really tight ball and mm-hmm. then I'll dump it. And that's when if you want, okay, it kind of depends on your goal. If your goal is to do very intricate designs with your lame, mm-hmm. the cutting, mm-hmm. you have to have it very, very tight. Tight. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just want to do like a few, it's, it's mm-hmm. not that bad. Yeah. But that's where if you, if you turn it out, so the smooth part, Mm-hmm. The part that you folded, you're dumping onto your... On the, right, and that becomes the yeah. top. The bottom right. becomes the top. Mm-hmm. So then you just have to kind of tuck it. We'll have to make videos. Okay, yeah. all explain. right. So I am doing that. I'm just it. not taking it. I'm doing all of that in the bowl. And mm-hmm. then when I put it in my basket, mm-hmm. I'm tucking it in there. I'm, I'm skipping the whole... Ca- I've never put mm-hmm. it on the When you guys are doing the Dutch oven, I don't do the Dutch right. oven. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have done the Dutch oven. I just don't typically so do what it are you this doing? time of year. After I do it in low pans. When, when you get done the fermentation and now it's proved, you do what? fold it, mm-hmm. put it in loaf pans. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll do a cute decoration there, but nothing. I don't have the fancy okay. X-Acto knife thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and this would be the part where I failed the most. Because A, I probably overproofed, And B, it's the number one reason I switched from all-purpose flour to bread flour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All-purpose flour at this point, even if it is... Um, proofed correctly mm-hmm. when you go to either do a coil fold mm-hmm. or a um can't think of it the regular folding mm-hmm. yeah or scraping it it mm-hmm. tears that dough mm-hmm. completely tears and then you can't get you want it to be can't very get the like, shape tight. that you mm-hmm. want yeah right top to be really tight and so the all-purpose flour doesn't it just doesn't have the gluten to hold mm-hmm. it and so i was ending up with these very torn oh. round mm-hmm. Kind of looks rustic-ish, you know. Yeah, it cooks up beautifully. Mm -hmm. It it looks gorgeous, but Mm -hmm. it didn't have the um, tight gluten. So the thing is, then your air pockets are Mm -hmm. bursting. You don't have quite the Mm -hmm. the bubbles in it when it cooks. And if you're going through all the effort of making the sourdough, we want it to be pretty. I want to be able to make designs on the bread. (laughs) Sophia uses my Lowe's for her photography class so often. She's like, Mm -hmm. Mom, she's gonna think I'm a professional photographer for a bakery <laughs> it's always bread so yeah. it's you know, pretty it's, it looks cute it is it's pretty. Yeah. yeah i i do also do mine and we have a special pan and i will link it but it's makes sandwich bread so oh, yeah. it makes it mm-hmm. so because we like toast at mm-hmm. my house so it too. makes it a nice size for the toaster mm-hmm. and it's like the store-bought mm-hmm. white bread that's called right. sandwich bread and so the top is flat because it has a little lid that slides over it mm. and it keeps it in that compartment so well i really want to try this week a recipe that so my daughter makes what's called milk bread it's like asian milk bread mm-hmm. mm. and it is the insanely light fluffy rolls it's mm-hmm, a very mm-hmm. special kind of bread um but you kind of combine it you use your sourdough and mm-hmm. then you use it it's so it's basically your sourdough recipe but a tiny amount of sugar and milk, and it's supposed to make amazing sandwich bread. Really? Mm. Hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, so if you're going to do the designs and you want it to be beautiful, mm-hmm. you're going to, at that point, that's when I would get out the band and mm-hmm. But before I had that, I would just use parchment paper in a bowl. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Same. You want to do the parchment paper at this point because you're going to go from the refrigerator mm-hmm. straight to into your, baking. Right. You mm-hmm. want to already have that in your mm-hmm. parchment paper. Um, if you're using a Bannington basket, you need to do rice flour is what mm-hmm. gives you that really strong contrast. Yep. I've tried mm-hmm. it with regular flour. It does contrast, but not nearly mm-hmm. like the rice flour does. And then cooking, you, you guys, you just have to follow your recipes because mm-hmm. my first recipe that I followed was like 475 for 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. The one I tried this week, which is the one that you liked, mm-hmm. is like 55 minutes. Uh-huh. Sometimes you have to preheat the oven with the pot in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it says you don't need to. Mm-hmm. So this is the I place do water on a oh, yeah, pampered chef. Old, you know, yeah, one of my old pampered chef like cookie sheets that I just um, soak and then put it in there mm-hmm. for the yeah for the steam. And the convect yeah. bake mm-hmm. makes a huge yeah. difference. Mm-hmm. If you're if you use the convection, if you have it on your mm-hmm. your oven, I mean that cuts your time down. So even the fifty five minute. One, mine's typically done in 30 because it's on convection. It just yeah. cooks so fast. Yeah. No, it's good. So and that yeah. is where you have to do babysit yeah. it a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. on that because you really don't want to burn your bread. That's the out. worst. Yeah. It has to sit for a minimum of an hour. Mm-hmm. The kids want to eat it, but it's really not done cooking. It's not done cooking. No, it's not. Think cool of it like potpourri and it's just making everything smell good. <laughs> <laughs> they can't eat it yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Has yeah. your sourdough loaf spoken to you when you take it out of the oven? Okay. Like well, mine? No. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. All right. I saw. Where no, are I you saw, going with this one? I know, no, I way. am not joking. I saw this one video before and like their sourdough was like singing to them, right? I'm not even joking. This is dead serious. So I follow. Our daughters no, are giggling behind. I follow this recipe. So maybe I'm doing something different now. When I take the loaves out, they make noises. They're like. <laughs> no, and then they go like this. So much so that Asher's like, Mom, the sourdough bread is talking to me. Well, like, Of course, at your house, it's going to sing beautifully. I'm not joking. I don't know if it's that all the cuts and designs I'm doing now, but it does. It is what I saw. No, it was an Instagram thing, and it was the sourdough bread was like singing to the woman who baked it. I was like, whatever. I think she means a reel. She's still learning Instagram. <laughs> the reels that are actually fakes. <laughs> But okay, it's it. My sourdough bread does make noise now when it comes out of the oh. oven and it's resting. It makes popping sounds. You can hear like a whistle in the background when it's. I, I don't no. know what that is. Maybe it's in your science book in here somewhere. I but know, maybe. Huh? Don't huh. laugh. It's the truth. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't know where she was going with that. I. I it does. Yeah, it does. I know, right? Like, no. Asher hiding behind the oven makes sounds every time she opens the when door. When you've arrived, like me. No. Your sourdough will sing to you. Yeah, my children rise and call me blessed, and my sourdough, sourdough sings. sings my praises. If yeah. mine was going to sing in my house, it would be off key, and no one would want to hear it. So, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, yeah, we've had. Um, I had a mishap no on the phone with you. Yes. Oh my, oh my. Um, so oh that my. Carrie the called me. Carrie called me <laughs> a couple weeks ago when I was making my sourdough bread and. <laughs> So my hands were, she's on speaker because Mm -hmm. my hands are doughy. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of it. And then a couple of my girls come in the room and I realize I have lost one of my silicone rings that I wear (gasps) for a wedding band. (laughs) 
in the dough. So <laughs> my nine-year-old, of course, wants to help and proceeds to like stick her hands in immediately and then looked at me like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Her hands weren't wet. It, it was, oh it was not her thing. So um, she was not happy, but she diligently helped me look and it, we found it. <laughs> that is such a nice version of that story. Because that's not what it sounded like on the phone. Yeah. Really? Oh, Oh, gross. Enter the teen, your other teenage, your teenage daughter yes. came down and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you and Shay have like your hands in if the you, yeah. dough. And, if you ever need to be humbled, have yeah. teenage daughters. Oh, God. <laughs> so she's funny. always asking me, what am I doing? Yes. What are you What are you doing what now? Are you doing? <laughs> That's okay. I told you that one of mine in my house has started calling me Ma Ingalls, but only when we have company. Oh. Well, it's better Aww. than Marmy. That's what I get. <laughs> okay. We it's were... Sophia. Forever. She's like, Marmy. <laughs> we were doing that read aloud for our group, and I kept saying it. And finally, I don't know, we're on like chapter two, and my Sophia goes, is that the mom? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she goes, why can't they just say that? <laughs> like with big eyes, like these people have lost their mind. Yeah. Like, who's Marmy? <laughs> I would take it as a compliment. Yes. I sincerely would take yeah. Ma Ingalls yeah, as a compliment. Oh, well, Ma Ingalls. Okay, do you know, fine, I but... wanted, to, but I wanted to marry Michael Landon. <laughs> and a little bit I older think than I you. have succeeded. He's a little bit older, oh. but now as we age, my husband is looking okay, a lot like him. He's as close yeah. as you can get yeah. in real life yeah. at your age. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm not yeah. sad about that, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think my Ma Ingalls title is meant as a compliment, but that's fine. Just take it that take way. Take it and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should serve her like crackling pig's tail for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> It continues. Or the maple on head the, cheese, the snow, head the maple cheese. candy. See, you probably. go with maple candy like it's endearing, and I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> I'll be my angles. You're like, oh, let's make ice cream. Ice cream for no two. ice cream. <laughs> Carrie's like, how about pickled pig's feet, child? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Anyway, did we? Yeah, I think we, we covered it all. Okay. I, okay. I can give a little chip. We like awesome. more sour sourdough. So mm-hmm. if you um, do the fermentation and then put it in your fridge overnight, the longer it sits in the refrigerator, the sour, more sour it gets. Mm-hmm. So if you want more sourdough yeah. taste, it's a way to enhance oh, it. My nine-year-old would not like that. Oh, see, ours are like, bring mm-hmm. on the sour. Bring on the sour. doesn't like the sour, but yeah. the rest of us do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in Shay's fact, the only one who doesn't like the sour. Everybody else likes it, but she's fact, the first picky. time we gave it to her, she said, this bread is really sour. Who, your <laughs> like, mom? Yes. Like, You're like, it's exactly. That's what it's supposed to be. Thank you. Just call yes. me Mama Ingalls. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if you've listened to the podcast, one the first one we did on sourdough and today, mm-hmm. and you're feeling lost, the key is social media. Mm-hmm. If you log on to our Instagram or our Facebook page or YouTube shorts, you will see reels mm-hmm. or stories or um, <laughs> tips of us. All the things. Um, Elaine's we'll mini movies <laughs> of us. Making the things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And we usually give very specific. <clears throat> specific instructions mm-hmm. in the captions and mm-hmm. there's videos to go along so if i can catch my dough singing yes my bread singing, please i bread. i would love to mm-hmm. hear that <laughs> serious you'll know, you'll see it. you'll all see <laughs> i know i'm gonna start calling you maria von trapp <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I was kind awesome. of thinking, where is this going? Because if it's singing at Elaine's house, it's probably a lovely song. Where if it's at my house, it's going to be like Joan Jett, you know? <laughs> Something from the 80s. <laughs> Something from the 80s, early 90s. All right. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. So follow us along mm-hmm. and maybe we'll be doing gardening and chickens yeah. next time, right? Yep. So follow us on yeah. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube Shorts. Yeah. Share with a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm five-star review if you would mm-hmm. please follow our podcast somewhere yes. yeah. yeah and we are on youtube yeah. thank you for joining us today. thank you thanks <laughs>